Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. God's never-ending peace be yours in abundance today as you fix your thoughts on Him. What's the difference between holding on, holding on tightly, and holding on with all you've got? For example, if I were standing here preaching the message and I was holding on to the pulpit, but I was just holding on. Compare that grip on a trolley car and it's being jostled around as it goes down the tracks and the thing is full of people. Then, maybe both hands and a little more tightly than if I were just standing here kind of leaning on the pulpit. But compare all of that to what would my grip be like if there weren't carpet underneath me but a thousand foot cliff and this was my only way to not fall down it. Of course, that's holding on with all you've got. And when we talk about holding fast to Jesus as we fix our thoughts on Him, we're not just talking about holding on casually or holding on tightly as though in a trolley car or subway. We are talking about holding on with all we've got because Jesus is all we've got. And yet, Jesus being all we've got is enough. Let's jump right into the verses today and hear what the writer to the Hebrews has to tell us in this all-important area. We'll just begin with verse 1. And there is a name for Jesus coming up or a title for him, job description, that this is the only place in the whole New Testament where it comes up. And it might surprise you, although it is interesting and and helpful for us to learn about. Verse 1, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling... Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. So normally when we have the word apostle come up in the New Testament, we're not thinking about Jesus. If you're thinking to yourself, I thought there was the 12 apostles. Like the early Christian church leaders, you'd be absolutely right such as the Apostle Peter, the Apostle John, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Matthew. The word apostle means royal messenger, an envoy, someone sent out to give an official declaration. And the sent out part of that is the the main thing to think about. When Jesus was here on earth for three years in his public ministry, he taught about his own mission He did miracles to prove he was the real deal Messiah from the Old Testament. And he trained his disciples, students, followers, to then become apostles, men sent out to the ends of the earth to teach people about his love and forgiveness for all mankind. This is unique in that Jesus isn't the one training apostles, even though he did that too. Here in Hebrews 3 verse 1, Jesus is the apostle. He is the royal messenger, the one sent officially from heaven to earth to us 
to give us an important message. Not free to freelance, not wanting to do something on his own, willy-nilly, helter-skelter. No, Jesus is the apostle to bring us the royal announcement, our sacrifice, our only Savior. And that is what is next in the verse, isn't it? Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle, the royal messenger sent to us from heaven, and high priest, blood, and his innocent suffering and death. You see, Jesus can do what no one else can do. He alone can live a perfect life. The Father himself and the Holy Spirit, so that you too can be home with us forever in heaven. And he did that, not by sacrifice. And for people living in the 60s and 70s when the book of Hebrews was written and when a lot of the New Testament was written, it would have been difficult for those early Christians who many of them were Jews by race and religion to grasp that Jesus is superior to their hero, Moses. Because they thought Moses was superior to everyone. There were no prophets like him. He led the people through the Red Sea after boldly standing before Pharaoh and saying to Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the world at the time, whatever God wanted him to say. Moses gave the people the Ten Commandments and often went between the people who were terrible and God who was holy. There was no prophet like Moses and yet Moses himself said, another is coming who is superior to me. You might have caught that in our first reading in the service today in Deuteronomy when Moses said in chapter 18, verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. And then again in verse 17 and 18, the Lord said to me, what they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. So Moses himself pointed to Jesus as being superior to Moses, even though most people refused to use that as a starting point or even to imagine that that could be possible. So this writer to the Hebrews in chapter 3 is saying Jesus is superior to Moses. Jesus is superior to all. Let's read the rest of the sermon verses from Hebrews 3, 1 to 6, and I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. Verse 2, He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the son over God's house, and we are his house if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. Go back to verse 2. What's the same between Jesus and Moses? They're both faithful. 
But notice a key difference. Moses was faithful. He stayed in his lane. He was a faithful prophet to the Lord, a leader of God's people, like none other except Jesus, who also was faithful to God, stayed in his lane, lived a perfect life, died an innocent death, rose from the dead in victory, destroys the devil's work, and assures us that heaven is our home. So both men were faithful in their callings. It's just that Moses' faithfulness was as a servant in God's house, whereas Jesus' faithfulness was as the builder of God's house. Jesus is superior to Moses. He alone gives us confidence and hope in which we glory, not just for a little while, but forever. Because who are we? Who are we in Christ? Look at what these verses say. You are holy brothers and sisters. You can identify that way as though it were on your driver's license or your passport. You share in the heavenly calling. You don't just know how to share in it someday, but now. Heavenly calling sharer. Heavenly calling participant. That can be in your driver's license or your passport. We are God's house. Not just that we're going to get there someday, but this is what God calls us now. A heavenly citizen, a part of the house. Someone whom has been blessed by Him. Someone on whom He is building and wanting to add other people into His house. Wow. That's you. That's me. That's who Jesus, superior in every way, has made us to be. Why do we struggle to get there and stay there? I don't know if I'd say we struggle to get there. I, I think all of you, if I had quizzed you on your way into church today and asked, are you a Christian? Do you believe in Jesus as your Savior? I, I bet all of you would have said yes. So maybe the better question is, why do we struggle to stay there and shove aside the part of us that doubts or doesn't believe that this is who we are, this incredible lofty status? And it's how we're always going to be in Christ. A sinful side that pops up is that, that ugly doubt. As though somehow Jesus hasn't finished everything quite yet. And I have to do my two cents. But that is a creative way that the devil gets you to believe that Jesus isn't superior to you. Do you really want to go there? That you are superior to Jesus? That somehow when he tells you it's finished, you are superior and say, no, it's not. Nope, I know better. And yet we do that. We believe that when our doubt gets the best of us. We might proudly say, I think that someone else is superior. Satan is very good at getting us to fix our thoughts on someone else besides Jesus. Some fix their thoughts on Mary as though she's the big deal with religion. Or another saint. Some fix their thoughts on their parents or their children or someone else that's important to them as though they're superior to everyone and everything, as though they have all the answers. Maybe the most deadly I've already hinted at 
The one that we would say is most superior and most dangerous to us is when you think that your own feelings are superior to Jesus. As though he says you're forgiven and your feelings say, no, I'm not, and that trumps his judgment. As though your feelings say, I don't know if God's in control right now and I've got to do something to save the day. And that somehow trumps Jesus who says, I'm the builder of God's house and I'm the king of kings and lord of lords. I'm the judge on judgment day. I am in control of today. And I also will be tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Think about in your life about the times when your feelings in your lost state are superior to what Jesus says. And then repent of that and listen again to what Jesus says. Fix your thoughts anew on who He is and what He says. And then fix your thoughts anew and hold fast. Not just like you're holding fast to the pulpit a little bit while you're preaching a message. Not even like you're holding on a little more tightly in the trolley car, but holding on with all you've got. Because Jesus is all you've got. When we think about how our feelings have unintentionally but decisively on occasion trumped what God says, either with pride, maybe even we blame Him, or with despair, as though, because I can't do much about this, I'm sure He can't either. Isn't it wonderful to hear Jesus tell us through the Scriptures today that He is our Apostle? He has been sent from heaven to you, to me, to give us a royal, official message. The message that He has come to seek and to save the lost. The message that He has come to rescue sinners from their impossible situation in which they'd otherwise be helpless. Isn't it wonderful to hear that Jesus, as our apostle, also as our high priest, that it wasn't too hard for him as the Lamb of God to lay down his life even though he didn't deserve it at all, to shed his blood, to give up his body, have life forever so that we could have the peace of mind today that we share in His heavenly calling. That we could have the confidence today that we are God's house. And that's how it's always going to be for eternity. Isn't it special to know that? To rejoice in that? To be sharpened in that? To hold on to that? And as we do, remember what these verses say you are as you fix your thoughts on your apostle and high priest, holy brothers and sisters, sharers in the heavenly calling, God's house. He has made you to be that. And what do you do? You hold fast in confidence and hope. The word confidence is worth exploring a little further. The Greek word is parasia. And in that Greek word, parasia, you can hear our English word, transparency, coming through, can't you? And that's confidence. When it's transparent before you, who you are, sinner, but now a holy brother and sister in Christ. When it's transparent where you're going, 
I'm sharing in the heavenly calling, and that's how it's going to be. When it's transparent that Jesus is superior even to your own feelings all the time, thank God. Now you have confidence to live your life each minute of each day, setting your heart on things above. I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home, and we can have confidence and hope in that glory. We can be transparent to anyone we find, authentically, with frankness and openness, saying, yes, I'm going to heaven. One day, I don't know when, but it doesn't matter when. God knows, and he will take me there when he thinks it's best. It's such peace, isn't it, to have transparency in your life? It brings such relief to have transparency as you think about Judgment Day, as you think about the ups and downs of life between now and then, to say, I belong to God and I am going to heaven. Hold on with all you've got. A few years ago, back in 2011 or 2012, somewhere in there, there was a a series of tornadoes that were deadly. They ripped through parts of our country, including parts of Alabama, And over 200 people died because of these storms. There was one family that it was noted later, they found out about the storms coming too late to be able to do much. And their own house was not on a permanent foundation, so that was a scary place to stay. They thought about going to a metal clubhouse and find shelter there, but it was already turned on its side because of the storm. And so what they did is they went to a grove of trees And they wrapped themselves and their kids around the trees with a rope. How do you think they were hanging on to the rope? Eh, kind of like that. Probably not. Probably not. They hung on for dear life. And yet, here's what they said at the end. They said, while we were scratched by flying dirt and debris, we didn't suffer any serious injuries And we made it through the storm. What a gift God gave them. What an even greater gift God gives you. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. Hold fast with all you've got to the openness and confidence of heaven being your home and the hope in which you glory that is on the way and sure to come. To live as Christ. To die is gain. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.